0: com. Conservative. Constitutional. It's the Andrew Cooper Writer Show, keeping you informed on what's going on right here in Kentucky. And welcome, everybody, to another amazing day right here on the Andrew Cooper Writer Show. Of course, I'm your host, Andrew Cooper Writer, And sometimes I have to cover things I really don't want to. Longtime listeners of the show will know back when the book, All Boys Are Blue, All Boys Aren't Blue, whatever, the the very graphic book that can be found in many Kentucky public school libraries was first being discussed. In order so my listeners knew exactly uh, how horrific the actual book was, we went ahead and I, I, I had to go over some parts of that book. Well, today I am put forward with uh, another task of having to cover a story that's very important. But in order to fully comprehend the story and everything that goes into it, I do have to um, issue a little bit of a warning to those who are listening. Now, obviously, this is on the radio, so I can't get too awfully you know, crazy with it. But uh, I, I do want to give a little bit of a, a parental guidance warning here because we're going to cover a story. Regarding a transgender daycare worker in Paducah that was sexually abusing a baby during a diaper change. And, you know, quite frankly, I I don't want you to be forced to have to have some uncomfortable conversations with your kids if they are listening to this. So I guess just a little bit of parental guidance here. Just be aware we're going to cover some topics today, not just this story, but some other topics, which may not be the, um, well, the easiest to cover, and certainly not something you want to talk with young children about. But without further ado, let's dig into this disgusting, horrible, awful story. So this story comes for us. It was really broke by a Redux, uh, R E D U X X dot info um, news website. Uh, They're the first ones to break it. They really had been following this story, so credit to them for following this, but um this story centers around a dude that thinks he's a woman that goes by the name of Maria Childress, C-H-I-L-D-R-E-S, Childress, Maria Childress. Who's a guy. That's a guy that thinks he's a girl. Um, obviously clearly mentally deranged, not just because they're transgender, but we'll dig into it. And so it recently has surfaced that this guy, Maria is going to get, Um, well, no jail time and potentially no criminal record for sexually abusing a baby during a diaper change. And to fully cover exactly what he did here, and, and like I said, I don't like having to do this, but if you don't understand what he did, you can't understand how egregious the miscarriage of justice here is. It's just absolutely awful. So, Childers um, was working at a daycare facility uh, in charge of infants and was changing a baby's diaper. Now, this is according to witness testimony. A co-worker had asked Childers for assistance in changing an infant's diaper. While Childers was cleaning the baby's um, genitalia, the <laughs> coworker noticed that the infant appeared to be in distress and asked Childers if he was hurting the baby. She then witnessed the, the the co-worker here offering the testimony. Then witnessed Childers rub the infant's genitalia area in a circular motion while saying, "That was her uh, four-letter word begins with a C. That is a colloquial term for a woman's genitalia. That was her uh, C-word area, and she likes it. It just made her day." So this dude, um, not only was touching an infant's genitals, but apparently was purposefully, um, uh, uh, rubbing the, uh, the genitals of a baby for sexual gratification and in a modern society in a truly uh society that is just you know a person like this would be locked in jail we'd never see him again uh put to death they would be absolutely thrown aside cast aside by society and made clear you are not welcome in our society the kind of person that would sexually assault a literal baby is somebody who, I mean, they just can't be here. They're just, they're just not welcomed here. Okay. They can, they can go way off somewhere else. Um, They have no purpose being in our society. So what happened to Childers? What, what, what was the response from judges uh, from the police, so on and so forth. Well, the police did come in and arrest Childers. And initially Childers was being held on a $100,000 bond and was being held in prison awaiting trial for the uh, act that he had reportedly done. And this was in the McCracken County Jail out there in Paducah. Now, while this piece of human garbage and debris that deserves to not even be near civilized society, let alone... um, You know, respected, did receive quite a lot of respect for his mental illness from the police station. You see, instead of booking this guy as a guy and leaving his guy first, he was booked as a dude. But then later on, the, um, you know, jail, McCracken County uh, law enforcement decided to go ahead And um, well, let's just go ahead and change the gender from male to female in order to honor uh, this Maria Childress, this dude that thinks he's a woman in order to honor his mental illness. You know, he just sexually assaulted a baby, but, uh, you know, rubbing a child's genitalia. Uh, in a sexual manner while making sexual comments. But hey, you know what's really important here? Is that we respect this piece of garbage's identity. Oh, that's that's what's most important to us now. And so McCracken County Jail went ahead and decided to do that. To which I now have a question for the McCracken County Jailer. Because all of you listening, remember, your jailers are elected. They're elected every four years this jailer should be up for re-election in two years in um, 2026, just in case anybody's keeping track. Keep that in mind. Maybe an opponent against this jailer might be worth giving money to because apparently there's there's no good reason to do this. Um, there hasn't been a federal government ruling saying you have to do this, but yet the, the jailer here has decided I'm going to go in. I'm going to uh, change the sex on these documents to female Honoring this person's identity after they sexually assaulted a child. But if you think, well, Andrew, that's that's just kind of where the story stops there. Obviously, justice was done, though, thrown into jail and everything else. You would be mistaken because Childers goes out and goes ahead and gets a trans activist lawyer, Madison Leach, to go ahead and represent him, who Leach, by the way, is also a mentally ill Um, man who identifies as a woman, and it was also the first openly transgender candidate to seat public office in Western Kentucky, uh, when this guy who thinks he's a girl ran as a Democrat for the Callaway County attorney seat. Thank goodness, didn't win that. But anyways, so Childers goes out and gets Leach, and that's where things get even worse in this story and I'm not trying to depress you but it gets much worse and your hope and future for our society as one that uh, is just sane is going to go out the window when you hear the rest of this but uh, we gotta take a break we'll be back here in just a few short minutes you're listening to The Andrew Cooper Show of course I'm your host Andrew Cooper want to reach out to the show feel free to email info at theandrewshow.com And you are back with the Andrew Cooper show your source for Kentucky politics. We've been covering a pretty intense story. So I do want to remind anybody tuning in that uh, listener discretion is advised. We've been covering a story out of Paducah, McCracken County regarding a transgender, uh, a man who identifies as a woman. So transgender, just mentally ill individual who's confused about what gender they are who sexually assaulted a baby um, rubbing the gentility of a baby in a sexual matter uh, while referencing sexual gratification that the child would be getting absolute piece of garbage. And he'd been arrested. The jailer in McCracken County, nice enough to go ahead and make sure after originally they were booked as a man to change those documents to female in order to represent their wishes. So this transgender person goes out and gets an activist transgender judge, so a bunch of mentally ill pieces of debris out there, bunch of garbage, um, to go ahead and represent them. And right after taking the case, Leach, uh, the lawyer, the transgender lawyer, submitted a motion to reduce Childers' bond. After complaining, Childers did not have access to estrogen while in solitary confinement at the McCracken County Jail. This was the actual complaint here. I'm gonna read it to you. Okay. Um this is this is the the agreement that they entered into uh with childers, the court did because of the fact that well, you know, that well this is Leech's submission in order to ask for childers bonds to be reduced after sexually assaulting a baby. So is what says it says the defendant will participate in any programs and services of pretrial services. Defendant will obtain an ankle monitor device and will not be around children as a condition of her bond. This is a dude should be his like literally if, if we had a sane society like sane courts, they would l- not even take this filing unless it was using the right pronouns because it's like, no, no, this is a dude. And there's no easy way for us to get this all straight uh, as far as who are we charging here and everything else. Um, So it should be his bond. Um, but anyways, a condition of her bond. The defendant will stay in contact with her attorney. The jail has the defendant in solitary confinement because she is a trans woman and has undergone hormonal changes. Uh, solitary confinement can have many detrimental effects on the mind of the individual. Further, she's not receiving all of her medicines because some of her of the medicines she receives in past form, not having her estrogen, can be harmful effects. On her mind and body. So, you know, of course, you know, we're dealing with somebody who who sexually assaults babies, but you know, let's worry about, of course, the uh, uh mental effects and physical effects on this person. Because, you know, if 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 he doesn't get his estrogen, he might have harmful effects on his mind and body, might start thinking he's a dude, might start realizing that he's a piece of crud. <laughs> who sexually assaults children. We can't have that now. We got to make sure the mindset of these. Oh my gosh. I, I I wish I could say the words I want to say. I wish I could, but because the mindset of these absolute monsters, well, we, we got to care more about that. So now in in a just insane world with a just insane judge, the submission of this would have been met with laughter Complete and utter laughter. But instead, after some negotiations with the court, the motion was approved. And uh, this this guy, Childers, Maria, Mariah, Child, whatever, bond, was reduced from $100,000 to just $5,000. And the bond condition included no contact with children. And to remain away from the daycare where he had been employed... Childers was released from custody in January of 2024. So let out of jail, reduced from 100000 to $5,000 bond because this dude who sexually assaults babies needed estrogen and the mental mindset of, of him was incredibly important. Now, on January 29th, um, Childers struck an apparent deal with the prosecutors in exchange for a guilty plea. Now, his charge of first-degree sexual abuse of a victim under 12 was then amended to simply a Class A misdemeanor in sexual misconduct, and the remaining abuse charges were dropped. So it goes from a first-degree sexual abuse as a victim under 12, which within the state of Kentucky, within the state of Kentucky is a um, class, let's see here... Sexual abuse, first degree sexual abuse of victim under 12, first degree. First degree is one to five years in jail, unless the victim is younger than 12, in which case, which it is, um, the offense is a class C felony with five to 10 years. So five to 10 years, sexual abuse under 12, five to 10 years in jail. That's what they're faith, which personally, five to 10 years, not long enough. Not long enough. It should be longer. But regardless, that's what Charters was facing. But instead, it was amended to a Class A misdemeanor of just sexual misconduct, you know, um, you know, rubbing the genitalia of a baby and talking about sexual gratification. <laughs> a little Class A misdemeanor there. And the remaining abuse charges were dropped. And so instead of it being a uh, 12-month, up to a 12-month penalty for the first degree sexual abuse, um, which was a Class C felony, it now got amended to a um, Class A misdemeanor and will serve no jail time. Childers will serve no jail time. They were handed uh, Judge Joseph Rourke handed Childers a 12-month penalty, but withheld sentencing and imposed a conditional discharge for six months. So if Childers abides by the conditions set by the court during the six-month period, he will not serve any prison time at all and may not even receive a criminal record. What justice is this, I ask you? What justice is this? A person... Sexually assaults an infant, a baby, no jail time, and may not even receive a criminal record. This will not be, they won't be put on a, 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 you know, a, a predator's watch list. They won't be a registered sex offender. He could get another job in childcare after this. He could get it. If 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 he doesn't get a criminal record, there's no background check here. Change his name again, which apparently, because he's transgender, he can change his name to all kinds of different things. Goes out and gets a name change, moves to a different state, and children can be out and about working at another daycare. No prison time. There to assault another child. What What society are we living in when this is how we treat not only victims of crimes, but this is how we treat perpetrators of crimes, too. I mean, you can tell where a society's values fall based upon the ways we treat these kinds of actions. You can tell a lot about a society based upon how they treat their children. And how we treat our children right now in this country and this state is absolutely appalling when you see this kinds of stuff. You have a guy sexually assault a baby. We first honor his pronouns. We have the jails saying, oh, yep, that's a woman. No problem. We'll change that for that's a woman. Because of estrogen treatments needed to keep the gender transition going, they go ahead and uh, let out this piece of garbage on $5,000, free to roam the streets, has been free to roam the streets, and then moves from guaranteed jail time, Two, no, nothing, conditional discharge, no criminal record. Don't got to be on the, uh, you know, uh, sexual predator list. Don't, don't, don't have to worry about it. And it's absolutely ridiculous. And and this is why, I mean, we will continue to see these things. I mean, how many stories have we seen? Because these kid gloves were were treating these individuals with. All you got to do is claim you're a different gender than what you are. And suddenly you're treated with absolutely kid gloves. I mean, how many stories have we seen just recently? It, it You almost can't go a day without a transgender person or a drag queen or somebody like that having been caught, charged, uh, sentenced, what have you, for some sort of sexual misconduct involving children. I mean, that's why they focus on children so much. And this is also why when we have these these uh people up in Congress and in the state that want to say, no, 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 no. We want to make sure transgender people are added as a protected hiring class saying you can't hire people just because they're transgender. Well, you know what? I'm just saying, I'm looking at the headlines here. I'm seeing that there is a high rate of this occurring. And not only that, but if I'm running a daycare, I want parents to feel comfortable leaving their kids here. And you know what? They may not feel comfortable with a transgender person. Certainly in Paducah, McCracken County, like it or not, they may not feel comfortable about it. And you can say, Andrew, you can't judge every single transgender person based on one person's actions. I can judge this. They're all mentally ill. They believe they're a different gender than what they're born as. A business owner shouldn't be forced to hire people that are mentally ill. I mean, literally, they're diagnosed gender dysmorphia. That's what they have. A person who has to take estrogen pills all day long and has to be allowed to change their name and has to be able to use the women's bathroom and has to be referred to as her when really they were born a boy in order for them to not commit suicide. Because remember, that's what we're told. We're told if we don't do these things, these transgender people are just going to kill themselves. And that's all on us. Why would I, as a business owner, should I be forced to hire people that are so mentally unwell, especially around children? And then when they do get caught doing things, what do they get? Nothing. It's gross and it's disgusting. Well, y'all, coming up after this, we're going to go over some other bills, some other things. Um, Stay with us. We'll be back right here on the Andrew Cooperator Show, your source for Kentucky politics. And you are back with the Andrew Cooperator show your source for Kentucky politics. We're going to dive into a few bills that are making their way through our legislature here. Uh, first off uh, Senate bill 151 um, interesting bill. So Senate bill 151 would allow children who are taken from uh, their homes to be able to submit names of people that they would like um to foster them. So they can basically submit names of, of family members and, uh, other individuals that, that, you know, they say, Hey, this is somebody I would like to live with to the courts for consideration for them to be fostered by them instead of going through, um, you know, the whole system. And then those people that, that they would want to be with anyways, having to petition the court, so on and so forth. Hey, I do think this is overall pretty good and straightforward. Um, thing obviously anything to kind of help speed this along but also if you remember in our off season between the the legislative sessions here um the cabinet for health and family services was talking about how much trouble they're having in getting all these foster kids places to stay as you remember uh, some of these foster individuals uh have been sleeping on the floors of Cabinets for Health and Family Services offices uh, for days on end, not staying in hotels sometimes, um, you know, for days on end, because they don't have a place to put them because these kids are in the system and nobody wants them. And so uh, at the time of the hearing, they asked for a lot. Uh, they asked for suggestions. How can we fix this? What do you think we can do to fix this? Famously, the Cabinet for Health and Family Services um well, they didn't have any answers, they were like, I don't know, just keep letting them sleep on floors, I guess. Uh, that's not exactly what they said, but literally the legislators were asking them, what do you need? Do you need money? Do you need law changes? Do you need this? And they didn't have anything to offer them at the time. Well, it looks like Senate Bill 151 would help deal with this in a way without actually even having to spend money, of trying to expedite the process of Kids taken from homes, being able to be with family members uh, that they do want to be with. So that's pretty, um, I think that's a good bill overall. House Bill 23 would require uh, working smoke detectors to be present in any residence, local building code right now, any new construction. So like when the building's built and newly constructed uh, there has to be working smoke detectors. Now, local building codes in some areas have already been requiring that homes have working smoke detectors at the time of sale or at the time of 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 building and for the inspectors. But now it would move to a statewide mandate with this bill, which, I, you know, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I mean, realistically speaking, a smoke detector's not that expensive and not that hard to install. But at the same time, it does... Feel like a little bit of overreach from the state to to overreach in this way. I mean, it's not like I said, it's not the most egregious overreach. We're talking about a few dollar item that, you know, quite simply can save lives. But to to come down from the state and kind of I don't know, it just feels like a little bit of overreach there. House Bill 29 uh, is making its way through the House is is making its way to the floor there Um, that would allow basically some legal street racing to go on. So uh, with approval from the um, highway state transportation cabinet that localities and others could request for roads to be set aside to allow for uh, automobile races, car races to take place on those roads. So, um, you know, and this couldn't be just, this could be, you know, I don't think this would be drag races down the highway because, of course, that would do a lot more damage. But you could see this being used for some circuit races, for for some other type of F1 type races or something called autocross, Um, you know, shutting down areas for autocross where you don't just have it in an open parking lot. Uh, and, and, hey, it's an easy thing to do. It's something that requires, like, no money from the state that could bring in tourism dollars or not a whole lot of money. And, of course, as well, the, the localities are accountable to their local voters. So being a check on shutting down the streets too often for street racers, uh, certainly a very important thing. Uh, we're going to switch over to House Bill Two Seventy. Five, which is uh, headed, to, um, which has been voted on on the floor here, um, is headed over to the Senate. House Bill Two Seventy Five. Uh, before I go into this, I'm going to have to issue a little another parental guidance here. Once again, we're going to be covering some adult topics, which unfortunately we've had to cover a lot today. But it is part of the news, and so I do have to cover it. So House Bill Two Seventy Five does a lot. Um, to help with the sexual abuse and misconduct problem going on in our schools. And this is a really big issue. I mean, some of you may remember Raceland Worthington School District in Greene County, which has had some issues, not just sexual abuse, but also just misconduct with minors in general. Um, and and you may remember Anderson County Schools. And a lot of these issues, there's there's a few things going into this, but whenever the public starts asking a lot of questions about what's going on here. How are you dealing with it? What are you doing with these people? Well, the public schools will say legally, like, I can't say anything. Our lawyers, we can't say anything. But this isn't just them trying to evade the topic per se. But these school districts really do enter into non-disclosure agreements with these teachers that if there is this kind of misconduct and it is discovered um, that they will not tell other people about it. And this is Causing quite a lot of um, circling of the lemons, per se, where awful, horrible teachers that are doing awful, horrible things are able to move on to other school districts and continue to perpetrate these types of acts. Um, And it also, too, requires teachers to submit themselves to a uh, background check every five to ten years. Um, It requires that they um, list every single prior place of employment. We saw some issues here in Kentucky recently with some teachers. Like, uh, I believe there was an issue with, um, oh, I think it was was Lexington Catholic. Lexington Catholic here in Lexington where their um, campus life teacher, Bible life teacher. It was one of their teachers. Um, was currently under investigation for misconduct, legally under investigation for misconduct at a prior school out in, uh, I believe it was West Virginia. So he was under investigation for illegal conduct with students in, I believe, West Virginia, but he wasn't under this law, he'd be required, but he wasn't required to disclose all the schools he worked for. And of course, they have non disclosure agreements. And so, they're hiring these people who are currently even under investigation for illegal activities involving children, and they don't know about it. They're completely unaware about it. And and this problem within our schools of sexual assault, abuse by teachers, as well as other misconducts with, with kids. I mean, remember the, the Raceland Worthington situation where we have that um, social studies teacher out there who it's not technically illegal, but was um, grooming girls within the high schools, you know, starting as freshmen and, and kind of developing a mental, emotional relationship with them and then making sure, in this case, he was waiting until after they had graduated, turned 18 before he started then inviting them over to his home and engaging in a more physical type relationship. But obviously the grooming portion started in that that high school where he was teaching at there, Raceland Worthington High School. But now you have another lawsuit coming out of there too as well. We're going to have to cover that more in depth on another day here on the show. Probably some, one day next week we'll be going over to the lawsuits because it's like eight kids that are just... It's a big problem, but when you look at our schools, you know you you hear all the time about how Catholic schools and Christianity is known for sexually assaulting these kids. Well, um, in the public school districts, there's that incident rate is a hundred times greater than that in the Catholic um, faith there within the Catholic uh, priest system there. And so we'll be going into a little bit more on this, just just some of the things it's attempting to address. After this short break, you're listening to The Andrew Cooperator Show, your source for Kentucky politics. Uh, Want to reach out to the show? Feel free to email info at theandrewshow.com. Once again, that's info at theandrewshow.com. We'll be back here in just a few, few short minutes. And you are back with The Andrew Cooperator Show, your source for Kentucky Politics. Of course, I'm your host, Andrew Cooper. Before the break, we're going over House Bill 275, which, funny enough, this bill actually failed last year uh, to get passed. And, and I don't know why, um, but it will deal with, well, not this bill, but a bill similar to it, uh, to deal with sexual misconduct, abuse teacher abuse so this is going to be a uh, another moment to issue a little bit of parental guidance here uh, as we cover some of these adult topics but as a point of why this is important is covering this problem over the last 12 months um, this is just some of the teachers who've lost their license over the last 12 months starting off Jeffrey morning a former Bullet County School assistant principal was arrested after sending pictures of his genitalia to a student who was 16 at the time. Uh, He has since entered an Alford plea, which means he does not admit guilt, but he still pleaded guilty to the felony charge involving use of computers and minors. Uh, He received three years of a diverted sentence, meaning that, uh, well, he is free, but can't commit other felonies. So there you go. I mean, it just matches to the beginning where our courts are just completely unable to treat people who sexually abuse minors and others with the kind of contempt that they deserve. But anyways, Craig Scott Harmon, a former Todd County ROTC instructor was charged with more than 40 counts relating to an inappropriate relationship with a student. Um, this door, according to WNKY, in addition, Harmon would also, uh, charged with terroristic threatening for telling the victim he would kill them. If she told anyone about their having, um, intercourse. Um, Harmon also allegedly threatened other students if they reported to him, according to court records. Harmon's license was revoked in late December 2022, and a trial on the charges is set for March 2024. So still hasn't been um, had the trial yet. Donald Graven, a former teacher in Kenton County Public Schools, had an inappropriate sexual relationship with a student. On April 28, 2022, Graven pleaded guilty to sexual abuse third degree and attempted to use, attempted use of an electronic communication system to induce or procure a minor to commit a sexual act. Graven was sentenced in August to 12 months in prison. He'll also have to be a registered sex offender for 20 years. Let's just look at that for a second. Here. Let's remember my first story where we had a um, person um, actually touch the tell you of a baby in a sexual manner who's getting no prison time but Graven and isn't necessarily going to be forced to register as a uh, sex offender but Graven uh, used an electronic communication system to induce or procure a minor to commit a sexual act so he didn't physically even touch him he gets 12 months in jail and sex offender for 20 years but baby a baby Sexually assaulted? Meh. I mean, the person's transgender after all, so meh, who cares? Benjamin Adams, a Logan County teacher, was arrested in January of 2023 on multiple charges stemming from allegedly having an inappropriate relationship with a student. Uh, The case against Adams is still pending. By the way, this is from the Herald-Leader. A lot of these are from uh, the Herald-Leader's article. Kentucky lawmakers failed to address teacher sex abuse last year. Will they in 2020? four anyways back to this unfortunate coverage um so uh adams a logan county teacher was arrested in january 2023 on multiple charges stemming from allegedly having an inappropriate relationship with a student that is still pending and a trial date has been set for august Uh, adams has pleaded not guilty um he is uh he said he's not guilty and he should be entitled to the presumption of innocence so there you go Michael Spears, a Boyd County art teacher, was arrested in September 2023 on charges he had a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old female student. Spears told the Boyd County sheriff deputies he had uh, engaged in activities with the teen twice on school grounds during the 2022-2023 school year. That's according to the arrest citation. But then later, he pled not guilty. That is still pending. Chris Salyers at... Uh, a Belfry, Belfry High School teacher was charged in October 2023 for failing to report sexual abuse. On or about November 4th, Slayers was informed by a female student, an underage minor, that she was involved in a relationship with a male teacher at the same school. Slayers failed to report the relationship, was subjected the minor to further abuse. Court records indicate Slayers was pled not guilty. Uh, failure to report is a misdemeanor charge. Slayers has been placed on leave. Today days. Slayers is the only teacher that has been charged related to two other investigations involving inappropriate communications between staff and students at Belfry High School, according to school employees. Interesting, isn't it? It's very interesting. Um that you see this problem going on. Of course, you you know, the lefties there, they'll defend those public school systems and and school systems and teachers. till the cows come home. And I'm not saying all teachers are this way. Of course they're not, but it is worth pointing out that this is an incident rate of this kind of behavior. That's a hundred times greater than Catholic schools. You're allowed to joke about the Catholic schools, but you can't joke about apparently the teachers situation. Turning out to an interesting story out of bourbon County. Um, This is a really odd Story We're going to finish on for the week uh, and, and maybe I'm completely unaware of something here, but this is what I've gathered from the news online. Here's what I've been able to put together and I don't understand their response. So Bourbon County high school canceled their game with Paris high school, which is they're in the same County, they're rivals over a racist picture. Um, it did take me some time. I believe i found the picture online that was circulating and it has two white boys in it. One white kid's on the ground. The other white kid has his knee on his neck. Um, and he's throwing up like uh, like devil horns, rock hands. And um, off to the side there, it says hashtag black power. So two white kids, hashtag black power off to the side. Now what's weird about this story is it's unclear on how old this photo is because when i look in the photo um assuming this is the photo they're talking about and according to the news article descriptions this is the photo uh that has been circulating that caused the cancellation i don't know when it was but it would make sense that it would be in 2020 um because or 2021 maybe at the at the no, it'd be it had to be 2020 and for two reasons. One, obviously, I mean, it's been what four years since the George Floyd case. Um, you know, what are the current high school students were what eleven, twelve at the time? I mean, what are the chances that they really are that in tuned <laughs> with the news? They may know who George Floyd is and heard things about the cases, but to to at this point be acting that out doesn't make a lot of sense. Here's the other thing in the photo, uh, one of the kids specifically is wearing a mask, a COVID mask. And so, um, I don't think Bourbon County schools, kids would be wearing masks or have COVID masks. This is a cloth mask too. It's not just like a disposable one. So definitely based upon the mask, based upon the subject matter of the photo, it does look like the photos probably from 21, 20, 2020, 2021 ish frame. And it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Why are you canceling? I get it. It's circulating, Um, But they canceled the game because of their they I guess they need to talk about racist behavior. I guess they canceled it as a punishment because it has nothing to do with the actual basketball game itself. So I guess they are saying that this is circulating and because this is circulating and it's racist, um, it is we're going to cancel our basketball game, even though the basketball game has nothing to do with that. So, that's the first thing that gets really confusing to me about why cancel the basketball game over this. The two aren't necessarily connected unless there's some connection I'm not seeing. Um, but the other thing is, is that, you know, keep in mind this photo is probably from 2021. It's now 2024. It's been three, two, three years since that photo was taken. And there's a good chance that the two kids in the photo aren't even going to Bourbon County High School anymore so we're going to cancel a game over a photo that i guess it i guess it also circulated too in the past at one point so over a photo that was resurfaced from like 3 years ago involving two white kids acting out the george george floyd thing with the black power thing next to it and i don't i don't understand the reaction here from the school um obviously they should come out and say hey this is wrong. If we find the people who did it, they'll be held accountable for the racist behavior. Um, and really the, the obviously the, the big problem here is the black power thing mixed with the knee on the neck. I mean, it's clearly a, you know, a racially motivated photo, uh, not trying to make a greater political point. That is clearly the bigger issue there. So, Hey, we're going to deal with this accordingly and, and proportionately with those students. But this is, like I said, this is looks like it's years ago. Very confusing situation. Well, y'all, that's what we have time for today on the Andrew Cooper Show. Thank you all so, so much for joining me. Please make sure you're tuned back in with us uh, on Monday. Hopefully we don't have to cover so many adult topics. Have a great rest of your day.